The Black and White Network now proudly presents Moms Across America, a new program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. Welcome to this special edition of Moms Across America. I'm Dan Perkins, and with us today is Vicki Tompkins, who is one of our moms across America who's just gotten a, a big job, and I thought it was important for the audience to understand who she is and what she's doing and what she's going to try and do to make a change in our country. So welcome to Moms Across America, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about what you're doing. Well, I just I was just reelected to be um, the county party chair in El Paso County, Colorado. Uh, it's the largest county in the state and it's the fifth largest in the country. Um, this is actually my third term, <laughs> not something I saw happening, but uh, there's such a, uh, such a need and such a void in really going forward with uh, people following the constitution and different things like that. So um, I ran again. Prior to that, uh, I was, uh, there were complaints uh, filed against me to the state party that I was breaking bylaws and, you know, they were basically just disgruntled people because they didn't like the idea that I have grown the party here. I have I don't know if you're familiar with precincts. I know a lot of uh, states do not still follow caucus, but we do here. And within caucus, you get precinct leaders and division leaders, and it's just a whole gamut of different people who are elected to positions to help run the party uh, in that particular county. And so um, there are individuals that did not like the fact that we have more people involved and engaged in our local party than we've had in many, many years. In fact, there's uh, a person, I can't remember his name right now, who talks about uh, precinct uh, people running the party, you know, from caucus. Well, the average for filling a precinct in any county is about 35%. With us being so large, our our county is actually divided up in 323 precincts. Whoa. And yeah. So you have people, you have at you can have at least two people that are called precinct leaders who run that particular precinct. So uh, we went from a 35% fill rate to about 85% fill rate over the last couple of years, which like I said, is just unheard of. But we were doing we were doing this before it was cool. <laughs> now it become it's become very cool and and that's the goal of all these different counties and everything. But we were doing it long before that. And when I say we, it is definitely not just me. This takes a team of committed individuals who are willing to do the hard work. And so these individuals knocked on doors, they set up meetings in their communities and met with individuals and say, hey, you need to get involved. Because if you don't get involved, who will? And if you're not going to do it now, how long are you going to wait? You're going to wait until the, the country is totally destroyed? Let me ask you a quick question. Is there a clone of what your organization is on the Democratic side? Yes. Similar in same, size? 
Yes, absolutely. They have the 323 precincts. They have a chair, vice chair and secretary who runs the Democrat uh, Party uh, in their county. And it, and we have 64 counties in our state. So the, so the so the people who in both Republican and Democrat that you just talked about, the 300 plus people, what is their role relative to an election? They they knock on doors. They take materials for candidates. Um, talking to people about voting for a particular candidate or candidates, because it depends on if it's a primary or if it's a general election. Uh, they give them information that either comes from the candidate, and we have done things from our office before, and talk to them about voting, making sure that they get out and vote. I mean, come on, it's, you know, we have mail-in ballots here, which I ha absolutely detest, um, but it's what we have at this point. And so uh, people can just drop off their ballots. They don't even have to go into a polling place. So you would think it would be a no-brainer for people to vote, but we still have to go out there and talk to them. So when, when uh, the reason why I'm asking um, is I'm asking because I want to get a sense from your perspective of the amount of voter fraud that might be going on where you operate. I believe it's tremendous. It's, it's Really? Yes. After, you know, I've ran for office before when I was watching the 2020 election, I had a group of people over, you know, to my home and we were watching the election and I'm very intent because intense because I want to see what is happening. And so I'm, I'm very focused, you know, and I'm watching this and I see vote numbers switch. I see I'll give I'll just throw out a number, say President Trump had 5000 votes and Joe Biden had 2500 votes. Well, it didn't just change the number. It flipped the numbers. Instead of President Trump having the 5,000, then Joe Biden had the 5,000. And President Trump went to 2,500. When I saw that, I was like, wait a minute, that happened to me when I ran for office. I know what that is, because I talked to our clerk and recorder and asked him about that. And there's an algorithm that they use in the Dominion machines that most people don't know about. They you in, in this algorithm, they can set because I asked this question because I was so concerned when I saw this happen. And I said to our clerk and recorder, I said, OK, let, I'm trying to understand what I saw because I was going to do a recount. I saw my numbers switch to the other person and then I got her numbers. What What is that all about? He could not explain that to me. And then he said, well, the way the system works, there's an algorithm. I said, well, wait, wait a minute. What do you mean there's an algorithm? I said, are you telling me that when I cast a vote, my vote doesn't count as one vote? Your vote doesn't count as one vote? That person's, the other person's here don't count as one vote? What, what do you mean an algorithm? And I will never forget this as long as I live. He said to me, kinda. <laughs> and I said, Kinda, it's one vote or it's not. What, what do you mean kinda? And then he goes into this whole thing about, you know, an algorithm. There should never be an algorithm to discern, to determine an election. If you're voting for Joe Bag of Donuts and someone else is voting for Tea Time, that should be one vote each. If they're running in the same, in the, in the same, for the same position. Apparently that's not the case. So... so what I don't understand, uh, and I'm, I'm perfectly willing to plead ignorance here. I asked you early on, are the, the are the same number of bodies on both sides? And you said, yes, 
same number of uh, uh, precinct leaders and all that stuff? Well, potential. It depends on if somebody takes the position or not. Do you have a sense of how this, quote, logarithm got into the system? It's programmed that way in the Dominion system. That's how they program it. They can so program it's, it's it any the way they want. It's machine company who programs in the logarithm when they count votes. The algorithm that they put in there, Dan, is not something that I believe. Now, I could be wrong about this aspect of it. I do not believe that the clerk of recorders or those who are running those elections are aware of, of exactly what that algorithm is, because if they are aware of it, they need to go to jail. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. The way I understand it is the machines come already preset. This is something that I learned. You can go, so like if a Dominion representative is in another state, that Dominion representative has the capability of going into the machine here in El Paso County, and they can, I hate saying this, but they can decide who wins and who loses. Wow. It doesn't, you know, and I've I've talked to our clerk and recorder about it, and of course he's like, no, that's not how it works. We're not connected to the internet. Well, we weren't connected to the internet till we found out we were connected to the internet. <laughs> um, when you have people who are on campus who are helping with uh, counting ballots and different things like that, and they see um, they they see someone on the phone talking to someone about a repair that needs to take place, and that repair can be take place remotely. I mean, we've all done it when we've we've talked to HP or what other company, and they say, "Oh, I need to get into your system." Right. 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 So you understand what I'm talking about. Sure. So that's basically what they can do. Um, you know, and for a long time, people said, oh, you guys are just conspiracy theorists. That's not how this works. If I had not experienced it myself, Dan, maybe I would have said, yeah, you're probably right. It's probably just a conspiracy theory, but it's a conspiracy fact. Right. Um, I've seen it over and over and over. And I'm very disturbed by it. What a lot of people do not know is our county commissioners can decide whether or not we use that system. And here in El Paso County, a lot of those people are very connected. They're very, very good friends and um, they help out their buddies. And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so um, I want to continue this. We're going to take a, a short break. We're we're having a conversation that I didn't think we were going to have, but <laughs> you never know when talking to people like Vicki, which direction you can go because she's got so much, so much range. So we're going to take a pause here. And um, why don't you talk about just as we go out uh, the constitution and how we can help our listeners. Yes, please make sure you go and get your copy of the free or your free constitution. You can go to ashbrook.org forward slash constitution and you can download a free copy listen it is so important that you know at least the generalities of the constitution so you'll know if your if your um, rights are being infringed upon so please make sure you go to ashbrook.org forward slash constitution and get your own copy and we'll be right back in a couple of minutes will more than two banks fail is it time to buy gold Recently, the FDIC took over two banks that were in trouble. Now we have reports that an additional 20 regional banks have in excess of $650 billion 
in bond losses. The Fed admits that their increase in interest rates have done little to bring inflation under control. They may well increase the amount and frequency of interest rates. Isn't it time to consider gold in your portfolio? From January 1st, 2023 to today, the price of gold is up twice as much as the S&P 500. Go to blacksandwhites.us, click on the gold bar, and reach out to Advisors Metals and ask Ira, is gold right for you? Call now. It's important. Welcome back to Moms Across America, and we're speaking with one of our moms, Vicki Tompkins, who's very much involved in the political process in Colorado. And uh, we had a great first segment. So I just said I want to find out when we were being told about the logarithms that can actually change votes. I said to Vicki, when we come back, we need to talk about uh, what can we do. And so that's the question to start off here, dear lady. What what can you do? What can we do to assure that our elections are fair and honest? Well, I don't know if you remember, but I can remember when I first started being able to vote. You'd go to the voting place, whether that's a school or you know wherever it may be, a church, and you would go to that polling place. You would get your ballot. You'd go, you know, you'd draw the curtain. And you would mark your ballot and then you would turn that back in and then they would have people in those particular areas that came in and they sat down and they counted those votes by hand. And that that to me is one of the first things I would love for us to get back to here in, in Colorado uh, ballots are mail in. It wouldn't be such a problem if our if our voter rolls were clean. They are not. We probably have anywhere from 35 to may, maybe more thousands of ballots that are returned because the person no longer lives there. They've moved out of state. They've moved across the street. You know, something of that nature. And we have all these thousands and thousands and thousands of ballots that have been returned because the voter rolls are so bad. To me, that's a simple fix. You find out if the person still lives there. <laughs> if they don't live there, then don't send them a ballot. I don't like the system. I would rather go to the polling place, pick up my ballot there, show my photo ID. Yes, I believe in photo IDs. And, um, and then do my voting. And have people there who live in that precinct. Because here in Colorado... The max that you can have in any precinct is 3,000 people. So you're telling me 10 or 20 people is going to take all day to count 3,000 ballots? Eh, I think we can do it a little faster than, than a machine and make it right. So that's one of the things I would love to see happen. Stop the mailing balloting. Let the people come to the polling place and, and vote again. I remember um, people, people have tried to say, well, it takes too much time. Well, if they understood the breakdown of how each county is broken down by precincts and you use those precinct people, uh, Republican, Democrat, unaffiliated, and they count those ballots, they write that down, they send it over to the clerk recorder, they're done for the day. And you have 323 precincts here just in my county and you think about the hundreds of people with, who would be engaged once again in the process. Why does it take us a week or two or three or four to get results 
from an election. If you break that down by those precincts and let those precincts count those 3,000 ballots, it's not going to take you two, three weeks. It'll be done that day, probably in just a few hours. So that's something that I think would be beneficial if we could go back to that type of system. Uh, Nikki, how many people would be, how many watchers or whatever the right terminology is, how many of those people would be at an individual precinct in, in your state? Well, like I said, say like, I'll talk about my precinct. Say my precinct is one, two, three. That's my precinct number. I go to wherever they say precinct one, two, three will be voting. So you have, you can have the two precinct leaders of one, two, three, uh, two from the Democrat party, two from the Republican party, two from only affiliated. If you want to have two from the green party, two from all the different parties that there are in the county in that precinct, they would do the, when people come in, watch, getting the ID, signing their role, they go to their booth. You have someone there who will take that or help them put it into the ballot drop area. Then once all the voting is done, or you can do it per periodically throughout the day because you start at seven, you end at seven, people go and they count. You can get as, people will volunteer. I would volunteer to go and count. I'd volunteer to sign people in. I would, and I've talked to hundreds of people who said, yeah, absolutely. I'll volunteer to do that because I think people want election integrity, but it's going to have to be more simplified than just putting it into a machine and you're not even knowing, did it count? Did it not count? Did they spit it out? Did they put it back in? How many of those ballots are, are kicked back out because something may be wrong? But you'll never know that. You'll never know if your ballot was was messed up or not, and if you have an opportunity to come back and fix it. So I usually, generally, will vote in person. That that's just me, uh, and I encourage people to do that. But um, you can. We would have hundreds of people that would be more than willing to do that counting. So the the people that would. The people that you're talking about who would do the counting, that's their only job? It can be. The, yeah, because you have people vetted. to check you in and check your ID and give you your ballots and all that stuff. Is that the same I, people or is that different people? I think it could be different people. I think it should be different people and make it easier. How do you how do you under your scenario of the paper ballot, how uh, how would you verify that the count's accurate? Well, this is what we do. I can tell you what we do on the county level for our elections, our little small county elections, like for the El Paso County GOP. Mm -hmm. When we have elections, we have the ballots. Everybody gets their ballot that is a voting member. They're checked in because we have to verify that they are a voting member before they get ballots and things like that, which would be the same thing that you would do. So we have people who are in the credentialing section. We'll say it that way. They're the credentialing people. They check their photo ID. They check and make sure that they are a voting member and should be receiving a packet that will have their ballots in that packet for that particular election. So there's a group of people that do that. Once they get their packet, they go to their meeting and then we have the election. So we have boxes up at the front where people come in, they drop in their ballots, just like you would do at a, a polling place. They drop in their ballots. Once that's all done, then you have people who are the teller committee. They're the counters. They're the ones that take the boxes, all the ballot boxes, and they take them and they count them. 
the way we have done it is we have a list and it lists all the names of the people who are on that ballot. You take those ballots and you have two people working uh, across from each other. And they say, okay, Joe Bag of Donuts, one. Sam Adams, two. Vicki Tonkins, three. And they would read off how many, ba- how many votes they had. So each ballot has that vote. And so they do tick marks. I mean, just like we've done with just everybody, everything else we count. They have their tick marks. Once they have finished that section of their voting, you go back to your tally sheet and you add it up. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then you give that final total to the head person who takes all those ballots and will take those to the clerk and recorder's office. And you have that total. So Joe Bag of Donuts had 5,000 votes. Vicki Tonkins had 10,000 votes. Um Dan had Dan Perkins had 20,000 votes. It's really that easy. I mean, it's not going to be that many per precinct, but you get what I'm saying that once they add those all up from that, all the precincts in that area. What are the, what are, what are the pushbacks of your, on your idea? One of the things that they keep saying is, well, we, schools don't want to participate or, Churches don't want to open the doors anymore. I beg to differ on that. Uh, first of all, if if it's a if it's part of the process, schools and churches will open. They don't have to fit, they don't have to have people there as far as those who will be working. We already will have those people. Now, if they want to volunteer, they can if they live in that area. But other than that, that's been the biggest thing. Oh, it takes too long. Takes too long. It's taken you two or three weeks just to give us a final decision. Whereas it <laughs> take a couple hours, maybe three max in each of those precincts. What's the problem? So if the polls calls at seven, we can have a result from each of, each of those precincts by 10. By 11 o'clock, you can announce to everybody who won. I don't get it. So why, why are so many people against regressing to the paper ballot? I think it's it's harder, and I hate saying this, Dan, it's harder to cheat. Okay. That's I mean, think about it. Think about it. It truly is harder to, to, to cheat because you actually have bodies there who is counting, not a machine. And if you've set that machine to a certain algorithm that Joe Bag of Donuts is going to win and Dan's going to be second and Vicky's going to be third – and you already have that algorithm set up so that you can make sure that happens. And here, here's the kicker. The clerk and recorders aren't, aren't allowed to go into those machines and see what's in there. Why? Oh, they may find something? So um, in, in your position, um, what can you do to change the integrity of the election in Colorado? Well, the first thing I did after the 2020 election, I mean, I don't even think the ink had dried on most of the the ballots yet. And uh, I contacted our clerk and recorder and said, hey, there's a problem. I said, I saw it with my own eyes. What are you going to do about election integrity? Something is terribly, terribly wrong. That was two years ago. I'm still waiting on that email response. Mm Um, it's so obvious 
that the powers that be want to be in control. Because this is what I've discovered. Every election that I have been a part of that was a paper ballot, there was never any arguments. Because you have individuals there counting those. Every single election we have had with the Dominion machines, there has been issues. I'm not saying hand counting is perfect, but it is a lot easier if you and I were sitting across each other and I say to you, okay, uh, Joe got one vote, Sam, one vote, Tom, a vote, and you're tick marking that on the, the document that you have there. And then all you have to do is go across and count. I mean, we all know how to count to 100. I mean, I think all those people that are sitting there know how to do that. But if a machine is calibrated that when when the election takes place and there's one vote, but you get 0.75 for your vote and I get 0.25, who you think is going to win that every time? <laughs> you will. And that's what's happening. So are there Republicans who uh, are opposed to what you're suggesting? The Republicans, I'm fighting. I'm sorry, say that again. <laughs> As that unfortunately, it's the Republicans that are fighting against me on this. Wow. Not all of them, because many people have, are seeing the light. But um, I can't unsee what I've seen. Sure. And so other people are seeing it now, people who are poll watchers, people who are uh, uh, dealing with the ballots when an election comes around. They're, they're seeing it. They're seeing the discrepancies. They're seeing where ballots are coming in and they're not secure. They're seeing where uh, things are happening, like um, someone from another state being able to go in and fix a repair, uh, a machine, because it's kicking out, you know, ballots. You know, so we're seeing those things. And like I said, you can't unsee that. Mm. Amazing. So. so what do you what do you hope is going to happen by the time we get to 2024? Well, what I'm hoping is going to happen is that our um, county commissioners who can actually make a decision on what, how we do our elections will have seen the light and they'll say, OK, let's let's get this fixed. I know the new clerk and recorder is talking about a system to be able to clean the voter rolls. I, I, I hope that what he is saying is true, because I think that could be our first step in making sure. First of all, we're going to save a boatload of money just by cleaning up the voter rolls. So if we can do that, I, I, I will I will I will be impressed that he made that happen. And then secondly, stop dismissing people when they've seen things happen that are incorrect and you just blow them off. People get upset about that. And then the next thing you know, some people are not even voting anymore because they're like, hey, if I can't even trust that you're going to count my vote as one instead of a point seven or a point eight, how can I trust the system? Right. And I think that's the biggest problem is people don't trust that system anymore. I mean, come on, it's all over the country, the problems that Dominion voting systems have. And to, to be ignored, I think for the American people to be ignored has been, uh, is a major problem. And that's something I have to fight, you know, because people are like, well, why should I vote? The machines are gonna decide who's gonna win anyway. You know how often I hear that? <laughs> More often than I would like to, for sure. <laughs> We've been having a fun conversation and an informative conversation with Vicki Tonkins, one of our 
moms across America. Thank you for joining us today and sharing what's going on in your in your new job. And um, you have a special way to say goodbye to the moms. I do. Uh, moms across America, I always want you to remember, and I always want to say this to you. Moms across America, you are America. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining us today. And we'd like to hear your comments or questions. So go to bwradionetwork.com. That's bwradionetwork.com. And give us your questions or comments. And thanks for joining us today.